and welcome to the Q York podcast, brought to you from our local church in the beautiful city of York in the UK. The message you're about to hear is from one of our services, which also feature great live music and relevant movie clips. These can all be found on our blog, so to make sure you're getting the full experience, feel free to head over to qyork.co.uk and select blog to find the relevant content. There's also a huge selection of talks and live music videos on our media page, as well as a donate button if you'd like to show your appreciation and enable us to keep producing free content like this. Finally, to stay up to date on new blogs and events at Q, you can sign up for emails by filling in your name and email address at the bottom of any page on the website. But right now, it's time for the message. Good morning. Um, I want to replay a clip that we've seen here before at Q, and it's from the film called The Calendar Girls. And if you've not seen it, it's based on a true story of some Yorkshire women, and one of them um, loses her husband to cancer. And so because she's part of a group called the WI, the Women's, Women's Institute, she decides that she wants to do something about supporting this charity that she thinks is a, obviously a worthy cause and close to her heart. And so there's a group of friends basically decide they're going to do something. And traditionally, the, the, although the essence of the WI is a charity, what's happened is the expressions have become quite fixed. So one of the things they tend to always do is sell plum jam. And so when an idea is bought, they use one of the expressions that they already have in their WI toolkit for all of the work that they do. But these women have an idea that they want to do something a bit bolder, that's going to make a bit more of an impression, to have a bit more of an impact, to do more for the cause. And so they decide through a series of events that they're going to potentially do a naked calendar. So they're going to be naked, and they are women of a certain age, other than for well-positioned objects and fruit in the shot, so they're not too naked. So they start to pursue this idea with great enthusiasm, but then they come across an obstacle because this is not one of the expressions that's been previously allowed, and it's a long way from plum jam. They find that some of the uh, WI authorities have something to say about it. So have a quick look. Um, I would definitely encourage you to watch the whole of the week where the, the whole of that film was covered. Well, not the whole of the film, but the talk was covered and there were three key clips from the film because it really, for me, Rob's thoughts on the essence and the expression had real echoes for me of that talk. So we'll put the full link in the blog. But I just wanted to, to bring it to the fore of your minds again because one of the things that we heard the first time we, we did this talk and it was called What's the Matter with Matter? is some of the things that were said was this, the quest for certainty so often overshadows the quest for truth. And once we have security in some of the solid expressions that we have in our life, they always feel better than the next new idea because we know them, we're certain of them, we're certain they work, there's no controversy around them. And actually, having certainty in the solids that we've all put in our life nearly always feels better than the doubts of the maybes 
or the fear of the things that we are clueless about. And so what we can always rush to do is forget about the essence of what we were trying to do originally or the life we're trying to live or the person we're trying to be and rush to solutions that we understand and know and expressions that we understand and know without really getting that we've lost the point somewhere along the way. Because it is not about the plum jam and it's not about the calendar. It's about what it is that they were trying to do and what's the best expression for what it is they're trying to do. And we have to be prepared to lay down the expressions of life that make us feel certainty, to live in the essence of what it is we're actually trying to do. And that's actually much harder. Now, we've also heard in recent weeks, across a few of the talks, actually, that we can be pre-programmed, and it's along the same spirit, that the stuff in us that are just become our solids, the ways we work, the expressions we do at life, who we are, and actually what that can do is mean we lose the essence of what is a creative potential that exists in all of us to actually have a different sort of horizon. The other thing that was said in the What's the Matter About Matter talk, because I re-listened to it this week, was we can keep the creator captive to what we understand. So there's all this potential that exists, but we have our own version of plum jam and it feels wrong and it's something that would be disapproved of in our own life and by others to actually change the plot. So I just want to end with this, my hypothesis, which is this. I believe that in the areas of uncertainty, pain and approval, when those three things hit our life, we are more likely to seek a solid structure around which to worship and miss the spirit, the potential for creativity, and being a lie. So if there are areas in your life where you are in pain, you are in uncertainty, or you are fearing disapproval, they are the areas where we have to be really careful that we're not rushing to judgments, rushing to make solids, and missing the next horizon. And one of the things that changed my life the most when I heard it at Q was the one we did, and I can't remember the name of it, where there was the analogy of either being in a swimming pool or in a river. And what we can so often do is we want to flow. We absolutely want to flow. But we want to flow in our faith in a version that is a swimming pool with walls we can see, with walls we understand, with walls that have structure, with walls that don't change. But we still want to swim. But actually... Flow happens actually when your walls come down, when the scenery changes, where you don't really know whether you believe what you believe before because something's changed, where you're actually in an experience of being in the flow of a river and you don't know what it's going to turn out to be. But it's scarier, it's more anxiety-ridden, but it's also more creative and true. And so we have to be prepared to leave our structures not because they haven't served us well, but because they are incredibly limiting. So if you feel uncertain, and if some of this is painful, and if some of it you think, how can this possibly be okay? Where can this possibly be approved under any measure of anything we've understood? That's okay, and actually it might be more than okay. It might be absolutely the best place to be because we are actually in flow finding the essence of the journey, not just obsessed with the structures of it. They are my reflections. Okay.
Uh, yeah, thanks to Kelly for um, sending us that clip. She said it had just kind of been on her mind and on her heart recently, and so it's something that she wanted to share. And so I've just got some thoughts on the back of it. There's um, a phrase that's been in my head all morning, uh, and you have to say it in a certain accent, and it is, oh my God, what are you like? Now, you might have heard the phrase, oh my God, what are you like? When someone does something and someone says, oh my God, what are you like? But I was thinking about this morning in context with that video, oh my God, what are you like? As in, what is God actually like? Now, I think that's something, like Jenny said, over the years, we've had this very concrete idea of, in a lot of places of worship this morning, people will be coming together and reinforcing their concrete idea of what God is like. Um, Jesus also spoke a lot about what the kingdom of God is like. Um, it was something that he constantly used, and then he brought in these different analogies. It's like a sheep that got lost, or it's like someone who lost the coin. Or Some things in life aren't tangible in the way that other things are, and that's why we need these kind of, well, it's a bit like this, because something like God, none of us know. We're, we're figuring it out. That's why we're called Q Church, because we're on a quest to figure it out. Um, but something that Rob Bell was suggesting there is that God is someone we've often seen as this separate being, and that's something that um, Rob, who's been here recently, also spoke about, um, and that there's different ways that we can understand God. So Rob was suggesting there that God, to him, is like a song and a sound. And that's something we've spoken about here as well before. But the challenge that he was saying then is that life is about staying in tune with that song and that sound. Now, I've seen a video that's been bouncing around on social media recently, and it caught my attention. Um, and you know the song that we sing called Echoes? Echo in my soul. The guy that wrote that is called Tarin Wells, and he was talking about guitars. And he said, um, on a guitar, you have strings. Um, and a string has been made to make a sound. Now, it could be separate from the guitar, and it would be free. Wouldn't that be amazing if the string was free, and it could just do whatever it wanted? It's not really fulfilling what it's created for unless it's connected to something. So he was saying, on a guitar, you have this bit, which is called the head stock, and then you have this bit, which is called the body. And when you get connected in life to people, there's often the head, which probably is what we might call the essence of something, where the idea comes from. Jesus was often called the head of the church in the Bible context. It's almost like that's where the, the core idea comes from. Um, the body is often the expression of that thing, which is probably us. Now, you could just connect a string to the head, and that might be great. You could say, like, well, I don't really need any connections in life. I've, I'm just friends with God, and that might be nice, but you probably wouldn't still create the sound that you need to create. Maybe it needs to be connected to the head and the body, so then you can create some sound. That's lovely, isn't it? Apart from... We know the reality of connections. In order for that string to make that sound, it has to be in tension. It has to be in the right kind of tension. If we loosened it all the way off, I'm not going to do it because Connor's just spent time tuning this. Uh, if I loosened it all off, it would be loose. In music, you call it, it's flat. Um, I think sometimes in our connections and in our expression, of the essence of who we are, sometimes we can fall a little flat. Maybe there are contexts where actually it's all right to let loose. Um, Jenny talked recently about the challenge that we have in our expression of things, of how we balance standards 
and also ideas like inclusion. When we have the challenge in music, how do we maintain something that is a standard that we want, but also try and include people? And that, that's a really tricky challenge. In a different context, it's, it's hard to figure that out. Now, the other thing you have in music is if you make it too tense, it's sharp. Um, I wonder if there's something in our relationships and our connections to each other that often we can, our challenge is to kind of get that tension in the appropriate context. Sometimes there can be too much tension and we kind of know what that does in heart disease. And it, in life, too much tension probably isn't a great thing. I would challenge though, sometimes we've drifted the other way to go like, you don't need any tension, just do what you want, it's fine. Just be a free guitar string flowing in the breeze. Um, we probably aren't gonna make the sound we probably aren't going to fulfill the intention of what our life is meant to be unless our lives are in tension. Now, that's helped me recently because does anybody have relationships with anybody? If you have relationships with anybody, we are all different. And in different ways, we make different sounds. Um, but in order to make something beautiful together that maybe is in tune with the song of what God is, we need to actually consider tension as part of something that we might want to accept in life, or maybe even expect. I think sometimes when you go into a relationship thinking it'll all be perfect, I mean, the idea of perfection is bizarre, but I'm not sure it exists. And I think sometimes we think it's things that just feel the way that we want to feel. I think something to expect in relationships and connection is tension, and maybe that embracing that tension and balancing that tension might be a helpful thing. Um, the last thing I want to say within that is... Uh, all the different contexts that I play music in, and one of the things that I've been taught all the time is, if you want to improve, the most important thing, one is practice, the other is listen. Listen to loads and loads of music. Listen to each other. Like, how you listen and engage with sound in the world, with each other, is massively important. Um, we can talk about that a bit more another time, but there's a great book that a few of us have read that's um, all about making a promise in life to listen to other people without interrupting. And it's a really hard thing to do. Um, I just want to read this last thing that Claire read a few weeks ago when she talks about love and how in relationships, actually, conflict is not necessarily a bad thing and that ten tension is important. She said, God is love. And when we take up permanent residence, that sounds like connected, doesn't it? Permanent residence in a life of love. We live in God and God lives in us. That's a cool phrase, isn't it? That reminds me of what Rob talked about, about those concepts of God where we're in God, but God's also in us. And there's this kind of panentheism that we talked about. Um, this way, love has the run of the house, becomes at home and mature in us. So in conclusion, maybe God is not some separate being somewhere, but another way of imagining that is that God is like kind of a love song. Um, and we can stay in tune by that by intentionally being intention. Um, and I think that is the essence of who we are here, not just falling for a dogma of either this is true or this, but finding the balance of what's intention. Now, this song is called Everywhere, and it's about how we can look out for the divine in everything. Um, we might actually learn a little bit if we do. Okay. I hope you're all enjoying this morning. Um, we've tried to keep it a bit lighter and have some more music, so I really hope you're enjoying that element to it. Um, and actually, what I wanted to do to close um, was to talk a little bit about some of the talks we've had over the last seven weeks, because when you actually get down to it, we've had a lot of different voices, a lot of different voices. We've had six different people speak, 
And, you know, if we, if we take the clip, the Rob Bell clip as an example, there's so many different instruments and expressions and opinions. And, you know, Q is about diversity, and, and that's partly why we've been doing it, because we want everyone to hear things from different perspectives. And sometimes that might to some feel a bit confusing, a bit intense, a bit like, well, what is the sound? Is there a sound? Because everyone's saying lots and lots of things. So what I'd like to do today is uh, we've put together a slide and I've managed to get everyone who spoke to give me one sentence that defined what their talk was about. Um, so if we could put the slide up, please. Um, so we're going to send this all out to you so you can have it as something you can just keep on your phone if you want to have a look. It might be little snippets that you think, oh, I'd quite like to hear a bit more of that talk. Um, and you can find all the contents of which on the Q York website and on um, iTunes and places like that on the blog. Um, so I'm just going to very quickly try and go through them. <laughs> and getting a sentence out of everyone was funny. We've had to edit it a little, because even, a, you know, yeah, sentence, yeah, Joel. So, okay. So first up, we had Joel, who talked about learned helplessness. And um, he, he did do me a little quote that I said I'd read. And he said this, Learned helplessness stems from learned behaviour caused by a persistent and pessimistic focus on certain experiences that we believe we have no control over. We end up in a vicious cycle whereby the thoughts that create the helplessness are the main object of our attention. You only find healing when you begin to practice new thoughts. Um, so that's a really great one I encourage you to listen to. And then next up we had Kev. And Kev brought some really interesting thoughts as well um, about um, the transformative power of imagination and consciousness in shaping our reality, drawing on unconventional ideas about the divine prayer manifestation, all while urging us to embrace the present moment and the creative energy within us. And he presented to us some theories around the power of our mind. Can it influence your well-being, your health, or even the reality around you? It was a really interesting talk. Um, I encourage you to listen online. Um, but again, even if you don't want to listen back, just take a screenshot of this and, and, have, and have a think about, about what it's saying to you. What do you think that means to you? Because essentially when we're talking here, we're trying to present just thoughts and ideas to help you, you know, figure some stuff out yourself. Oh, and then there was me. Then there was me. And I, um, and I talked about love. Um, and I talked about the versions of love that we can create in our lives over experiences and programming and all sorts of of things around us, but actually if, we, if we're willing to strip that back, we can actually see what, the f what fully formed love can feel like, because fully formed love is indiscriminate, and it's pure, and it's God is love, and it's just like God, it's a mystery, but there's something wonderful about stripping back and being vulnerable, because you can start to see love in every single area of your life, even the things that pain you, um, so if that sounds interesting to you, you might want to take a listen. Um, and then we had Rob in the back, and we've had a bit of 
talk about that already this morning. And he he talked about um, he did dis he created discussions around essence and expression, and he got us to question what we believe the essence of Q is, and the essence being what we are driven by, and is this our core, and the expression being how we express that essence, which we've tried to do this morning with song and with talk and with clips, and you know we've got Wicked Origins coming up. You know, this is all expressions of Q. Um, and he, you know, he was inviting us to ask us, what do we believe our essence is? So, you know, those of you who are here, what do you believe the essence of Q is? What do you believe your essence is? And how are you expressing that on the stage of life? Um, and then we had Jenny. I listened to Jenny's again yesterday. It's absolutely brilliant. And she was talking about textbook standards and how so often, you know, she mentioned it earlier, we can create concrete walls around us and our understanding um, and whilst we think we want to learn we're actually quite comfortable in the narratives that we've had at play in our life and how really by taking that textbook away and throwing it out you know what is at the essence and core of of your beliefs um, and one thing she said that I loved that I've written down um, was about Jesus and how he was a great expression of, of the essence of something, but he was also of his time as well. And, um, and she said this, you can't standardize the whole of modern living against words said in a culture so far removed from the one we are in now. And Q cannot be the story that's told because of the narrative that any of us needs to be in existence. It needs to be what the story is in the full light of day, however that looks. And then following on from Jenny, we had Rob again, who, um, I, I, we talk a lot at Q about how we believe God is in everything, he's in every moment, he's, in, he's, he, he's, he's everywhere. And what Rob did that morning was try and evidence that with science, science and biblical uh, scriptures and stuff and try and prove how through science it's even been proven that God is potentially in the whole universe and he's in every he, I don't like saying he, sorry, but I just, it just comes out. But it, and that energy and that essence is all around us and, um, and we can draw from it anytime, anywhere, in anything. And it was a really interesting talk that I think you might enjoy. And then last week uh, we had Danny who talked about determinism, is it determinism, is that the right word? And free will. And he challenged that how maybe a lot of us might feel that our life has been determined by, again, our programming and certain things that have happened to us that has put us on a trajectory and a path that was always going to happen. But he challenged the fact that he believes that maybe we do have free will because um, we were born to be creative and we were born to create and that in every every given moment again the power of God is in it all so we can make different choices and so as a bit of a conclusion it might sound that all sounds quite different but I actually think when you look at it there's a lovely little thread that runs through it that actually we're all essentially saying the same thing but in a different way and to me, the sound is the essence that Rob talked about. And Q's essence is the quest. I don't believe the people are the sound. The sound is the essence. And Q's sound is about authenticity, asking questions, and being curious and not having static beliefs. And what the last seven talks show us is we are all basically saying not to let our historic programming determined by our experiences define what our spirituality is. 
It's actually about stripping all that back and having new ideas and through our free will being created through a now experience. God lives in now, love flows now, and they are both within every particle of the universe. So there is no textbook standard. It's about embracing the creative energy and transformative power of now. Then even if we face hardship, truth will illuminate the fullness of love and the goodness that we can draw from anything, anytime, anywhere, because Christ is in it all. And that is the sound of you. Thank you. So we're going to end again with a lovely song about, we're from Joel talking about wonderful life, because that's pretty wonderful. Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. Now, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, then we would love to hear from you. Feel free to drop us an email to info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. Don't forget there are blogs and all sorts of media to be enjoyed at qyork.co.uk, which are welcome to browse at your leisure. Until next time, enjoy the quest. <laughs>